Hey, this is Matt from the Man Cave. Guys, thanks for listening. Thanks for watching with your daily devotion. You're like, can you see that, guys? That's April the 3rd. This month, I cannot believe, it just seems like a couple days ago it was April 1st, and I was running into some fools. <laughs> You're like, no way. You look at, look at, look at. I don't understand how I can just be so cool, so nice, okay? Just live and let live and run into some of the crazies, the psychos, and the fools that are in this world. It's like I'm a magnet for crazies. I mean, honestly, okay? Everyone. Hey, today we're going to be in Paul's writings, okay? We're going to be in the book of Romans, which is one of his flagship epistles. It's one of his greatest writings, and I love Romans. If you know anything about Matt and the man cave, you know Matt loves Elijah and Elisha, and he loves Paul's writings, especially the book of Romans. Listen to verse 1. It says, there is no condemnation. What are you talking about? Nobody can accuse you. No bun, Matt? No, that's what Paul's saying in Romans 8.1. There is no condemnation, period. Matt, there is no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. Do you understand what God's saying? I mean, listen, over the ages, okay, people have such an issue with this verse because it seems it's too good to be true. I mean, it's the Cinderella story. It's the guy who's down and out, okay, who picks up a lottery ticket on the ground and he has the winning numbers. And the guy who's had nothing his whole life, his life has just changed. It reminds me of this. It reminds me of Joseph who had all those dreams. And you and I have dreams, okay? God had given him visions. We've had visions, okay? God had spoke something into his life. God spoken many things into our lives, okay? After Joseph grinding it out in where? Jail. That sound like a Cinderella story to you? He's in jail, but he's made the best of his circumstances, okay? And he's getting along every day, okay? By the grace and the mercy of Almighty God, okay? And he's adjusted, he's adapted, he's overcome. He's not thinking about what could have been or what should have been. He's just living in the moment. And one moment, Pharaoh calls him out of jail, okay? And he's made second command. That's what I'm talking about. There is no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. Nobody can accuse you because if the highest court in the land, in the universe of all creation says not guilty, partner, you're not guilty. Yet, yet what? Oh, yet I gotta do something. No, you're in Christ Jesus, you don't have to do anything but rest and abide. What is the yet? Yet, some of us, feel condemnation. Some of us are, are why well, hey, here's the thing, and is that right? It's not right, okay? Why is that? Because of our choices and our decisions, okay? And this isn't about you, okay, and your choices and decisions. It's about the aftermath of some of the decisions and the choices that we have made, okay? And the enemy, and sometimes people, and sometimes that circumstance, sometimes that season, okay, is trying to throw condemnation onto you. Friends, you are just who you are. Okay, I love in the Bible where Paul says, I am what I am by the grace of God. There is no condemnation that's in Jesus Christ. But yes, I have to realize that there's so many people in this life who feel condemnation. They feel the weight of sin. They feel that burden, okay? It's been placed on them from themselves sometimes, from Satan, from the enemy, from a family member, from an ex-spouse, from a job, from a season, from a situation, and it's just weighing you down daily where God has screamed from heaven, there is no condemnation. And you might be out there and you're like, Matt, you got me. It's not me that got you, it's Christ that got you, but God may be speaking through me today by way of a spirit, okay? You feel guilty. But there's no reason for you to feel guilty anymore. Why? Because there is no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, okay? Th that guilt, it's not yours. 
I mean, honestly, God has taken that sin that you've confessed because if it's bugged you and you and you you just have this check and balance and you have this emptiness and this struggle in your life and you can't figure out why I feel the way I feel, okay, you've gone to God a million times over that thing that's in your mind, over that season, that event, that person, that relationship that was just bust, what you said, what you didn't do, what you did do. You've repented a million times probably. Am I right? And the answer is, yeah, Matt, you're right. Friends, God has taken that sin. He's thrown it into the sea. And you know what else he did? Then, and you're like, I thought he just threw it in the sea and it was never to be found again. Oh, you're going to say he separated from the east to the west. He did. But you know what he did after he threw it into the sea? He put up a sign. It says no fishing. And you're like, what are you talking about? Some of you want to go fishing back for that regret. Back for that sin. Back for the thing that you gave to God. You, you want to hash it back up. You want to imagine it again. You want to feel justified, okay, feeling the sorrow, feeling the pain of that sin in your life, feeling the regret and all the things that come with it, okay? You, 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 want, to, you want to bear your own cross where Christ bared your cross. So guys, there's many sources of condemnation that are not right, are not true, are not how God sees it. And isn't that how we want to live our lives? Listen very carefully. Isn't that how we want to live our lives as God sees it? You know what I'm saying? Some of these are the way you were raised, meaning your childhood, okay? Parents aren't perfect. You're not perfect. Yeah, I know. I, look, at, look, at, I've heard so many stories, okay? Listen, I understand that, okay? You got to go to God. You got to forgive your parents. And look, at, look, at, look, at, I understand. I fully understand. Oftentimes, we will relate to God as we relate to our parents. So if we see our parents as judgmental, as harsh, as critical, we oftentimes reflect those attributes onto God. But those aren't God. God is a loving God, okay? And he's a God of mercy and grace. And he says, I'm jealous over you and I love you. Another area condemnation enters into our lives is by our own decisions, meaning that we've done things and we're guilty. We, we acknowledge, I said that, I did that, I mean, I don't need to go there, okay? Guys, we've got it right with God, okay? He's thrown it into the sea. Leave it in the sea. Stop fishing. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He's put a sign up and said, no fishing. And, and because it bugs you so much, you've given it to God. Leave it with God, okay? That is not yours anymore, okay? The highest court says, not guilty. You're not guilty. Look it, you've been forgiven. The blood of the Christ, of the anointed one, of Jesus has washed away your sins. As God looks upon your life right now, cleansed, white, perfect, perfection. See, understanding God will help you along the way, okay? And Satan's always trying to confuse you and get you mad at God. But watch this. God has forgiven your past, your present, and the future mistakes, your sins. He's washed them away. Okay, why am I confessing my sins then? So I can keep the relation op open with God. That's why I have to I have to confess that sin and align up my life, my will with God and what he has said, okay? I want to be able to talk and have a relationship with Almighty God because he's holy, I have to confess that. He's already paid for that sin. It's paid for, but I have to align up with what he said. God, I did this, I shouldn't have. He says, don't do it anymore, turn. Another area, watch this very carefully, is we don't feel love. We don't feel loved by God, and you're like, why is that? So again, sometimes it's because of things we've incorporated into our life. Okay, sin is death, sin is darkness. Okay, we have to confess that, and we have to turn from that. But look at, oftentimes we don't feel loved by God because we don't love ourselves. You're like, what are you talking about, man? You're getting kind of deep. You're not gonna pull pull a Freud on me. I'm not gonna do that. That guy's a joker. Look at, look at, look at, look at. God loves you. It's not based on feelings. It's based on He made a decision. Look at, look at, look at. God has made a decision. He doesn't change his mind, okay? He doesn't lie. There's no shadow of turning with the Lord, okay? He's made a decision that I love you. It's etched in blood. Do you understand what I'm saying? He loves you. I don't feel loved. I understand oftentimes, again, because of the way we were raised. And as a result of the way we were raised, okay, in a household that probably wasn't very uh, friendly, okay? Look at, look at, it's hard to receive 
that love from God. To understand that my Heavenly Father just absolutely adores me, loves me, cherishes me, He's jealous over me, and He just wants to bask me, okay? It's not on performance, because some of you are performance-driven, but you can't do enough to earn His approval. He's already given it to you. You're trying to jump through hoops like a circus tiger, okay? Trying to earn His approval. You have his approval. Look at, look at, man, you don't understand. I'm in a, I'm in a whirlwind of sin. You have his approval. He, he loves you, but he's paid for the sin, and he wants you to turn from that. And again, you're one prayer away, okay, from getting rid of that condemnation in your life, okay? Just giving it to him and leaving it at the throne room of God. Guys, the enemy of your soul wants you to feel condemnation because it steals from you and it robs you of your life, okay? You're always under this oppressive cloud. You're always less than you should be, and that's how you feel, but that's not true. That's not how God sees you. God loves you. You have to realize the enemy of your soul comes to steal, kill, destroy, and lie. And all throughout your life, that's what he's doing. He's speaking into your brain, into your imaginations, into your thoughts because of what? Because of sin. He hangs out in sin because sin is darkness, and that's where he's allowed to roam. He can't possess you, but he's oppressing you, and he's giving you these thoughts, okay, of condemnation, of less than, of guilt, okay, of all these different things, and that's not yours. That, that doesn't belong to you, okay? Really, what you're doing is stealing from hell. Those things belong into the pit of hell. They belong with Satan for eternity. They're not the attributes of God, and it's not how God feels about you, okay? God loves you, and you're not guilty. And I know there's someone out there who says, man, is that a license to sin? I didn't say that. The Word of God doesn't bear witness to it, and the Holy Spirit's never going to lead you to sin, okay? But He's going to lead you to repentance. He's going to lead you to turn away from the things that are hurting you, okay, that are causing conflict, that are causing pain and sorrow and heartache, okay? He's going to lead you away from those things, and He's going to lead you into the arms of Christ. And Christ has His arms wide open. It reminds me of this. Listen, listen, listen. It reminds me of the story of the prodigal son. And I love the story of the prodigal son because that's you. That's me, okay? Watch it. The prodigal, he goes to dad, okay, and he says, Dad, I want my inheritance. I I, I want the money now. And the dad in the story reluctantly just gives it to him. What's What's the the son do? Same thing you and I would do if we were living a life outside of Christ. He goes, he drinks, he he does drugs, he sleeps around, he parties. What does he do? He leads the worldliest lifestyle. He squanders every bit of the money. When the money's gone, the friends are gone. Some of you know what I'm talking about, okay? Also, when you don't have money, you can't buy food. Okay? He loses everything. He look at he's lost everything. Some of you have lost everything. Watch this. I know. I absolutely know. Some of you have lost everything in your household. I understand. So it. what does he do? Just like you and I, we'll, we'll, we'll dig ourselves out. He, he gets a job. He thinks, okay, I, I'm going to build back up to that. He, you know, in his mind, what he was thinking, I'm going to get a job or 10 jobs, okay, and I'm going to build back up to that place where I thought I was happy and I could start living that lifestyle again. Okay. Why is that? Because the Bible says that sin is pleasurable for a short season. I mean, you get something out of sin for a short season. You can always choose the sin, but you cannot choose the consequences. And oftentimes, we're trying to dig out so we can get up to that place where we thought we were happy sinning against God, but we were miserable. We just didn't understand it. So eventually, he gets this job, okay, on a farm, and he's feeding pigs. Okay, now he's a Jew, okay? Jews aren't supposed to have anything to do with pigs, okay? He's so hungry, he's eating the pig's food. And one day while he's starving to death and he's with the pigs, he gets the bright idea from Almighty God, from the Holy Spirit, okay? You know my dad, he's a nice guy. 
even to the servants, he treats them really good. The hired help. Maybe I'll go back and ask for a job from my dad. I won't be his son. I'll just be a servant. So he thinks that's what I'll do. Okay, so watch this. He's going home. I love it. Okay, so while he's going home, he's probably thinking of all the ways he needs to say, Dad, I'm stupid. I'm sorry. I'm ignorant. I'm a fool. Man, I, you know, he, he probably going over faces. Dad, I'm just so stupid. What was I thinking? Dad, I'm, I'm, I'm so sorry. I mean, he probably went over it uh, again and again and again. How he was going to apologize, how he was going to belittle himself, how he was going to humble himself. But watch this. The story takes a crazy turn, okay? While he's walking, rehearsing what he's going to say, the dad sees him, okay? The dad starts booking. Now, you got to watch this. In the Bible, you don't see this very often. You don't see the dad, which is of the higher of the household, running towards the son. You don't see it very often. I think you see it two times in the entire Bible, but it's in this story where the dad, okay, from a position of honor, decides to humble himself and to start running for his son. And before the son can say one word, what does the dad do? The dad forgives him. He doesn't need to say anything. He puts that coat on that meant you're a part of the family. He puts the signet ring on his finger that means, hey, all my wealth is your wealth. You can have anything you want. You can buy anything you want. He puts the sandals on his feet. Guys, and then the dad says to the servants, okay, because his son isn't a servant, okay? He says, go get the biggest fatted ram. Chop him up. We're going to party. My son was lost, but now he's found. Friends, that's you. God has his arms wide open, okay? There was no condemnation on the prodigal. The dad didn't pull him aside later on in the evening and said, why did you do this? Are you stupid? Smack him upside the head. He didn't do that. He forgave him. Friends, it's the same with you and I. God understands our whole life before we ever live it. He already knows the things that you did wrong. He already knows the mistakes. He knows the sins that you've sinned against heaven and against him. He took all that in effect before he ever sent Jesus Christ. He wouldn't have sent his son if you didn't need a savior. Okay, he did that so you can live a life without regrets, without condemnation, okay, without the guilt, without Satan whispering in your ear. Guys, watch this very carefully. Satan's gonna harass you your whole life, okay? But there's no validity to anything that he says. God said this about Satan, okay? He lies because that's what he is. He's a liar. He can do nothing else but lie. That condemnation isn't yours. That guilt, that's not of God. Regrets, let God handle it, okay? You've, you've confessed it. You've laid it with Christ at the throne room of grace, okay? You're moving. You're dropping off the baggage. You're going a different direction, okay? You're not looking back, okay? Can I just share this with you? God's plans for you have nothing to do with what Satan's lying to you about. They're just, they're just so opposite, it's not even funny. Satan says you're washed up, God says I have a plan for you. Satan says you're nothing, God says you're everything. You know what I'm saying? Satan says you're going to burn in hell, God says, hey, my son died for you, I, you're mine. You know what I'm saying? You're my child. It's just opposites. God is light, he's darkness. God is life, he's death, okay? You're going to be in heaven, he's going to be in hell. Do you understand when you hear those voices and those imaginations and he tries to place that crap on you, place it back on him. Tell him what God spoke about him in the book of Revelation and in Ezekiel 
Ezekiel and in Jeremiah. His fate is doomed, okay? His fate is sealed, okay? Guys, you gotta realize Satan's life is totally over. He's just mad about it. He, he's the guy that got whooped badly, okay? And, and, and you know what I'm saying? He wants to pick a fight after the game. That's what he's doing. He, you know what? Jesus already beat him on the cross. Death, hell, the grave. Okay, Jesus has the keys, okay? To heaven and to hell, okay? It's, it's all in Christ's court, okay? He's the winner. You're the victor. Guys, I, guys watch this. Satan's defeated. He's absolutely defeated, but he will continue on being mad after the game, after what happened on Calvary, okay? After he got smoked, okay, by King Jesus, okay? And he wants to pick a fight with you and I. Why? Because God loves us so much, okay? He hates God and he hates you just for the mere fact that God loves you, okay? And so he's going to try to rain on your parade and you're not going to let him anymore, okay? Because of what? There is no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, period. Well, look at, look at, period. That's it. That's it. The highest court of the land says you're not guilty. Now, live from this day out as a child of the living God. Live in that freedom. Live in that pilgrimage. Live in that heritage of what God has for you, okay? You're not living under condemnation. You're not living under regrets, okay? You're not living under all those things that God has not placed on you, but Satan is trying to place on you. No, you're going a different direction, okay? And you're going to benefit, okay, from the fact that you understand now, positionally, who you are in Jesus Christ. You're in the heavenlies, okay? Oh my goodness, you're in the heavenlies with Christ! Guys, if you would just understand that God is for you, He's not against you. Look at, look at, God is for you. And think, just, just sit down for a second and think about what that means. If someone is for you, they're going before you. They want to bless you. They want to do everything they can for you. They want to love you. I mean, do you understand? God is for them. And here's the thing. I have a lot of people that are for me in this life, and that's wonderful, okay? But there's no one that's for me like God, okay? Because he can open doors that no one can close. He can move mountains. He can make the dead to rise. He can make the blind to see. He can heal. I mean, look, he can protect. He can do all these things. And that's the person that's with me 24-7. And you know what he's saying this very day to you? He's saying... You're not condemned. You belong to me because of my son. Enjoy it. Live in it, okay? And I love you. Hey, this is Matt from the Man Cave.